never done a talk, literally. And that's what that there's a there's a like I can be home. I, it's like we don't have a, a get ready, get set, go room here. You know, I didn't go to a certain back room at the place here and you know meditate and everything like that. And I'm and, you know I'm getting ready. And then it's like, okay, I steal my intention to be of help to everyone. That's getting, I'm set now. And then go. You know, it's not like that at all. I'm just doing whatever's happening. Then you show up here, and then something else happens. Yeah? Yeah. So, that's that. And hopefully you'll feel something, because it's really a transmission to yourself from yourself, really. Yeah? It's just if there's a certainty in the room, you'll sense it stronger than you would if you were just walking by yourself. That's what happens. Just like probably with all those crystals and those 3,000 people at John of God, it produces a lot of energy, yeah? That's a, that could be playing a much larger role in all the healing than the 37 entities or whatever, yeah? So... So this way, the way we look at it, is simple. We're not going to talk about the, the ever-present void and the infinite spaciousness. We're just going to question who is it that hears that message, yeah? So if you hear a message about the void, how, what's receiving that message? And that's the more important thing than the message itself. It's what's hearing the message. And if you're if you're defined by a mental process, I like to call it selfing, so when you hear about being a lion, it sounds really good for some people, and it goes like this, you know, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, I'm a lion, but then it hits your contrived ears, which are like sheep-like, and it gets translated into I can become like a lion. That's the seeming dilemma, yeah? The seeming dilemma is now you take off on a journey to become like a lion, when you are a lion, but as a sheep, yeah? So the thing is, is not to, quest, not to seek the truth, but to question what's seeking the truth, yeah? Just like it's in, in, uh, in, in, the, in the, uh, the idea of the identification as self, people feel it this way. They go, there's a self that's identified as a self. But identification as the self produces the sense of self, Yeah? The self doesn't have an identity, doesn't, isn't having a drive to identify as a self. The identification as self, which is a mental process, produces a sense of self. Yeah? So every time a thought happens and there's a noticing of it, there's the feeling that you're the thinker of it. Yeah? It's not a thought. If it was just a thought, it would be easily gotten over. Yeah? But because of the identification as a body, and then there's a feeling involved, it's like a thought that you're a self wrapped in a sense of being a self. And so some people call like the ego the self, but it's not in a way because there's a feeling that you have an ego, right? That's the sense of self. The owner of the ego is the sense of self. That's where the bondage lies. Yeah. It's the feeling of being the thinker, not the thoughts. It's, a, it's the feeling of being the feeler, not the feelings. It's the feeler of being the, it's that feeling of being the seer, not what you see. That's the dilemma. And the dilemma is, is latently possible every moment the freedom is always available. Yeah. One level is that the dilemma can seemingly be so, and its antidote is that there is something that's so. Yeah. 
what seems to be so can only seem to be so for a certain amount of time. It can't last infinitely because it's not so. But it can seem to be so to you, and it can seem to be so to me, based on the mental condition that's, that's the uh, dominant one at that moment. Yeah? That's the dilemma. Because the mental process, when you were a baby, there was no sense of self. We've grown into it. When you were a baby to about 18 months, there was no sense of being a someone. Yeah? You did not think you were the doer or the haver or the feeler. You didn't see that lovely love as your mother, as separate than you. Yet then the mental process started developing an idea and we fell into the habit of that. Yeah, So the mental process is an assumption that you're a someone. But it cannot make a someone. It's insinuating that you're a someone. But you cannot make the one it's insinuating. It implies that you're a someone. But there's no one, some, there's no someone that's there. Yeah. So listen to the language. Like people, I went to New York a couple, uh, went back east to do talks. I use this example because it's pretty good. And I, they hadn't seen me in about two years. And when I got there, my hair had grown. I hadn't been cutting my hair. So everyone's saying, hey, you're growing your hair. And it sounds so innocent, you know what I mean? But I'm actually not growing my hair. Yeah. If I just don't cut it, it grows. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not like I'm taking growing hair lessons and I spend three hours a week to grow my hair and I'm so sincere about it, I join a group and we grow our hairs together. <laughs> and, you know, we're measuring how we're doing and stuff like that. No. But the language implies I have something to do with things I have nothing to do with. Quite a lot. Yeah? It implies that you're the thinker when a thought is noticed. It implies that. Yeah? It implies that you're the feeler when a feeler is noted, when a feeling is noted. It implies that you're the seer when seeing's going on. It implies that you're the hearer when hearing's going on. Yeah? And Lord Buddha said a very simple statement. It says, hey, when you see, see. When you hear, hear. When you feel, feel. When you taste, taste. When you touch, touch. Simplicity. But what happens? There is the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching, but then, um, not before, but after the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, there's a mental interpretation of that event, that conscious contact, that's what it is, consciousness being in contact with things, yeah, by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It, it comes after that, but it says that it's the one who's conscious. It's the one who's the seer, yeah? So, this... The product of the selfing is after the conscious contact, but the product, if bought, implies you're before the conscious contact. Now you become the seer, you become the hearer, you become the thinker, you become the feeler, and you become the doer. Yeah? And in that position, what's forgotten is the conscious contact, which is the basic state of I amness. You feel on, yeah? And that's where, if the mind reflects that, it rests. When it reflects the selfing, it's agitated. Yeah? It's like this place I go to surf, there's a lagoon on the way. And usually you want to make you you're trying to get an idea of what the wind is because it has a big effect on the waves. So you look at the lagoon when you're driving up, and sometimes it's usually agitated, yeah? So what you only see is the movement. You don't you see and you call that the lagoon. But on a calm day it's it's placid, right? And then it has the ability to reflect. Now you see all the trees that are around it. You can see the sky in it. You can see the clouds in it, yeah? The same, same, yet one state it's agitated, and all you see is the surface of it. You see all the ripples and this and that. And the other, it's calm and clear, and then it reflects everything. 
That's what mind is like. So mind and selfing is agitated, yes? When it takes itself to be a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, an action figure, meaning I'm the doer and the haver and the thinker, it's agitated by that identification, yeah? Now what happens is the identification becomes the norm, it becomes the reference point, and now you want to get free from the agitation, but as the agitation. So you run into a second dilemma, which is self can't get out of self. Yeah? Self can't transcend self. There's nothing to transcend. Yeah, You can't leave an imaginary place. It's impossible. Just like some old masters, Zen masters, would constantly say... You can't use mind to seek the mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use the light to seek the light. You are what you're looking for, but not as who's looking. That's the story. That's blinding you. It's causing the mind to be agitated, and now it doesn't reflect anything. Yeah. It takes everything at surface value. It only sees things. And it doesn't, and that eye that sees no thing is sort of seemingly closed. It can never close because it's always open. Yeah? But it seems to be. And that's the beauty. That's the good news because everything here, all the effects that happen here, can only reach a level of seemingly so. Yeah? If you look up the word seemingly in the, in the dictionary, it, says, it means it appears to be true or false to you. That's an incredible, incredible statement. Everything is seemingly so. And what, it, what does that mean? It appears to be true or false to you. Now, this can be a drag one day. It cannot be a drag the next day. And it can be a drag the next day after that. It's not based on this because there is no this. This doesn't have its own meaning. It's based on my condition. Yeah? And if one example proves it, just, um, just let your mind expand on the principle that you are giving everything all the meaning it has. Yeah. And and you but see this is where it's tricky because the identification as self places the you as this. But this has been given meaning by the mind. But the mental process has given this body a huge meaning. Yeah? Out of all these yous, it's crowned this one me. <laughs> I rise above all others, not by any ability but just by a, the mere assumption that I must be different because it's me. <laughs> so I, to me, you're never going to be a me to me. You're always going to be a you, my friend. And in fact, I'm always going to be a you to you. But right at the same moment, where everyone in this room is seeing you as a you, you're feeling like a me. <laughs> Literally. No matter how many yous I see... I override it by a feeling. If it was just a thought, it would be easily to get over. But it's a feeling. It doesn't say, it says the sense of self. Small s. It's a feeling, a sense. You have a vague sense that you're the doer. You're the haver. You're the seer. You're the feeler. You're the teacher. And you did not seemingly, this event, when it was a baby, did not have it. That wasn't the condition it was in. It grew into this condition. Yeah? And if it could, grow, if it grew into this condition, and basically its own, its true nature hasn't been changed by that, it can grow out of it, and its true nature hasn't been changed by that. That's the that's the damn good news, because everything can only seemingly be so. And what's lending it? What makes me? What makes this seem real? Where does it? Where does this get its reality? 
if it doesn't have any? Where does something that's empty, if you follow Buddhism, you know, the idea of emptiness, where does empty, where does, when, what, how does something that's empty get a, have, get such a feeling of being real? It must be lent that reality by us. It can't get it anywhere else. There isn't a big place. There isn't like a real store in Omaha that it sends for some realness. No. We give it the reality it has. How could we do it unless we were the reality? Nothing else is giving it. This isn't giving it that meaning. This, this Zafu isn't saying there's a Zafu. You know what I mean? It's not. The only thing that's going on here, we're giving it the meaning. And if it seems as real as real can be, is because we're the reality that's seemingly taking it to be real. Yeah? And if we are the really that's seemingly taking it to be real, we can also rest in the reality and not seem to take it to be real. And there's the immunity. There's the freedom. And when the freedom dawns on you, you realize none of that shit ever possibly happened. It's all been seemingly so. And because it's seemingly so, it can only pull this trick off in time. It could not last in the same space of so-ness. Yeah? It has to appear in a certain different dimension or a different theme, time-based. Yes, And in that, you can seemingly be fucked for 80 years. But in fact, every moment of that day that you thought you were screwed, you, the possibility of not that being so was available. Every freaking second of every moment that there's a consciousness being available right now. And there's a mind to reflect that. Yeah. To me, that's the possibility of freedom. It doesn't happen in a certain event 10 years ago or 8 years ago. It's a possibility, just like everything else is. Yeah. Everything is like those things in the internet, the cloud. Our mind... We can, there's tons of possibilities that are just waiting to find expression through this event. Yeah? Tons of possibilities. Self-centeredness, what will happen in self-centeredness, because it's a form of looking, yeah? Self-centeredness, if everything, when life is looked at as if it's happening to you, you're in a form of blindness. You really are. You think you're really busy looking all day, but that looking is blind to what's seen. Yeah? So it actually reinforces the insane idea that you're not that. The more you look, the harder you'll, ever, you'll never freaking find with this bifocal view of subject-object. But what's looking, like St. Francis says, is what's looking is what you're looking for. Not who's looking, but what's looking. And everyone goes, where, where, where? No, that's it. While you're looking, that's what's looking. While you're looking for, that's what you're looking for. The thing that's the vehicle for all this looking is what you're looking for. Yeah. When it's not commandeered by self-centeredness, by a mental process, it's seeing. When it's, when it's co-opted by a mental process called selfing, it's looking. Yeah. The looking is blind to the seeing. Yeah? But the, the, the seeing could never be blinded by the looking. But the looking is blind to the seeing. When we're up the ass of self, when we're absorbed in that self-centeredness, we will seemingly blind to the, be blind to the seeing, but the seeing has never been blocked off from itself by the looking, ever. In a way, you become irrelevant. That's why it's viable. If it's you that has to do something to arrive there, it'll be you that thinks you didn't do something to get that kicked out. Yeah? 
It's the you that will hear something about enlightenment and your mind will use that to drive you freaking crazy for years coming to talks like this. Looking to hopefully finally get it someday. Yeah, But the fact is, me and you, a lot of us, we've wanted to be there to experience our own absence. It's not available as an experience. <laughs> if you're waiting to get it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> I know it sucks, but hey... <laughs> people do with peace, the word peace. You would think it would, peace signifies, you know, some relaxation, and you know, I guess, I think so. Yet, when people entertain the idea of peace, what does the mental state use it for? The selfing uses it to beat the living hell out of you. It's always judging you with, you're not in peace, you didn't do enough to get to peace, you'll never find peace. It's always, it's insane. Yeah? It's like a form of slavery. You dwell in a state that's impossible to ever see, hear, feel, and taste, which is what's not happening. Yeah, We dwell in what we call the past, and we dwell in what we call the future. Our attention and interest is just dispersed. Like from this one point, which is this event, it's blown into the, into the miles of time. Yeah, You are so co-opted, you're like a storage unit right now. Your interest and attention, you cannot, you can't marshal it to show up right now because it's so engaged in the slavery of selfing, it's engaged in where you were, what happened to you, and where you're going to be and what's going to happen to you. Yeah? Watch it. Look at the thought system. What does it value? Does it value this moment or does it value the past or the future? Where does it spend its most time? Check it out. Just like they say in politics, follow the money. Well, in this, follow the attention. Yeah. What does your head think of you as? It thinks of you as a body, doesn't it? When I go, man, I remember three years ago. How am I remembering three? How am I remembering myself three years ago as a body? I'm not remembering myself as a spirit or space because there would be no difference. It would be the same space I'm in now, which would dawn on you. <laughs> But there, it seems like I was in a different place, and my hair was different, my clothes were different. And so the head remembers itself now and produces the sense of self now by remembering itself back then. And it does it uses the future for the same thing. When there's thoughts about you in the future, you are pictured as a body. Yeah? What's going to happen to you? I'm going to get cancer, or I'll be destitute, or this and that. Well, the mind is engaged, the mental process is engaged in that, but where is it remembering itself? In the future or now? Where does the remembering of itself happen? Now, yeah? It's the thoughts are about you in the future and the thoughts about you in the past, but you never remember yourself in the past, you remember yourself now. Why is this thought system so engaged in remembering the self? Because the sense of self isn't produ- it isn't like a self-generated. There is no self. So for it to seem to appear now, it has to be remembered. Yeah? For you, to, for you to think of a chair that's been removed out of this room, you have to remember the chair. You have to think, oh, I was here last week and the chair was there. Yes? 
Or there would be no existence in a sense to you with that chair. But see, this is the beauty of it. If What would happen if, this is what happened with me. All I needed was someone to point out to me that maybe, Paul, maybe you're not a long-lasting independent separate entity. Yeah? That maybe you're not the big mover and shaker and the doer and haver that you believe you are. And what I've heard was a simple example. Let's say there's a meeting in the room over here. I'm sorry I'm staring at you, bro. I'm giving you a Paul of God. (laughs) Paul of God. (laughs) You'll have to go see John of God after this. So let's say there's Paul. Let's say there's a, a pretty woman in the room over here. Yeah, and I'd like to meet her because I like to get together with her, and I have a feeling that she'd really help me. Maybe save me. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, make me have happiness in my life. So I'm really, really interested in hearing what she has to say because I, wanna, I don't want to ask her to go out, you know, dry. I want to have my, you know, my bet hedged, you know. So, so I'm hoping oh, uh, she's talking about me. And people that are here and I'm doing a talk, but they're going, Paul, you're supposed to be doing this talk. And I agree with them. But I can't marshal my attention away from that because it seems much more important than this event, Yeah. And so then they go, someone brings up a book and says, here, Paul, read this. It's a book about how to lose interest in a uh, conversation in another room. So I read through a few pages. I, I agree with it, but I can't seem to stop. But as soon as she says something, she starts talking about another guy, Matt, and my name's Paul. What happens to my interest and attention, or the interest and attention? It leaves that room, doesn't it? Where does it go? Find out where it goes. What I found is, it goes right where the, the only place it can actually enrich your life, which is now. Yeah? So it's in the loss of interest in the idea of being a self that, the, that there's a loss of interest in all the systems that have been co-opted that facilitate the remembrance of self. Yeah? So the thoughts are seen as thoughts, not as yours. Yeah? The feelings are seen as feelings, not as your feelings. Yeah? There's a freedom from what? The bondage of self. The bondage of self is taking yourself to be the doer, the haver, the seer, the mover, the shaker. And that's the freedom is right there. When you've lost interest in the idea of being Paul, you will lose interest in everything that's supporting that idea. Yeah? All the, all the faculties, all the activities that have been co-opted, and the thought system has been totally co-opted, because ev- almost every thought is preceded by a feeling that you're the thinker. Yeah? You don't even notice it. There's just a feeling that I'm the thinker of all these thoughts. And there's that, what precedes all the feelings is that I'm a, the feeler of them all. Yeah? That's the, that's the heist. That's where the, the Robin, when we, when we start with our feelings as ours, it's after the heist, you know? I mean, there's no way you can stop the crime. You're in the middle of the crime. <laughs> it's already occurred. But what would happen if it wasn't about you? then you would start seeing life happens instead of life happens to me. Yeah. Your view would just open up with no thought or effort on your part. It would just open up. And now your interest and attention would have an immunity to what's not happening because you've lost interest in, in its main topic, which is you. Yeah. Who wants to go from here four years in the past? Basically, you're not going to follow on almost anyone else four years ago. Or 20 years from now. I don't care how much you love them. You're not going to be worried about them 20 years from now. Or we, unless they're in relation to you. Yeah? The only way why our attention goes there, it's about us. Yeah? 
And if it isn't about us, you'll see the attention won't go there. And if the attention doesn't follow it, there's no fuel for it. It peters out quickly. And what happens is you get to a point where you never go on a journey. Therefore, you never need to take a journey. You're here, yeah? Because it's an impossibility of being anywhere else. You're here now because there's nowhere else you could ever be. Yeah? You don't have to get into the moment. Just realize you can't be out of the moment. Yeah? And you don't have to get out of self. Just realize there's no way in hell you could ever have been a self. It's much quicker. Everything else is a chore. Everything else has procedures or steps or practices or processes. This is prior to all that. You know, This isn't a path to illumination, but it will illuminate whatever path you're on. Yeah? Whatever situation you're in, you'll be the bringer of the light. Not looking for it in this situation, but you'll be the bringer of it. Not because of any yeoman's work you've done or any heroic odyssey you've been on, just your basic fact of what you are in this state. Yeah? So if I'm not a body, that's that. Yeah? If I'm not the doer, that's that. Then you'll find out what you are. But to try to seek, seek, try to learn or find out what you are from what you're not is a failed journey. That's like a, it's like a death march. It's like slavery. Because yeah? the more and more you look, the less and less is the possibility of ever finding. I'm in, a, I'm in a community. I'm in a way of life. But I'm not looking for that way of life to illuminate me. And it never did. What it did was it diminished the mental condition that allowed the obvious state of light and grace to become available or obvious to me. It wasn't like it was never there and somehow I, I brought it into uh, existence. It's all there is. But when I was busily up the ass of self, I seemingly was in a state of forgetting it. Yeah? And how was I in that state of forgetting all there is? By remembering all that I'm not. That's why this, you know, there's an old, like, a Japanese Zen master, Dogen, said, you know, the study of Buddhism is to study the self, yeah? The small s. And to study the self is to forget the self. Why is forgetfulness, or St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting that all this stuff will happen. Why do they use the word forgetting? Because in this dualistic expression, it's the antidote to remembering. Yeah? If the self is only seemingly so, and that seemingly so, for it to have a seeming appearance, it has to be remembered. Yeah? Then forgetting is a damn good way to go. And what, what's, most, what's easier to forget than something you've lost interest in? You've lost interest in it. Yeah? And I'm telling you, you're going to lose interest in all that activity that's supporting this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity when you're not that separate entity. You'll lose interest in it. And that interest, now, it never lost. It just leaves that dead occupation and now starts enriching your day in the only day you're in. What's tonight, Monday? No one here, if they're fucked, is being fucked by this Monday. They're being fucked by last Wednesday or three weeks from now or four years ago. Never. Literally. People here, nothing, no one's, this talk isn't going to go long. There's no, hopefully there's no threats going on. 
Yet a lot of people will be totally contracted. Why? Because they're not responding to what's going on. They're reacting to what's not going on. They're not, but their head is. Yeah, but they take themselves to be their head. So therefore, it's seemingly so. Because you're the reality. How could an illusion be really good if it was just an illusion? It has to be taken to be so by the reality. <laughs> what else? How else is it going to get such a, a, a real feeling? It can't get it anywhere else. But what so? And we're at that point right now. We're, we're at the point of being seemingly something and what's something. Or what's nothing, basically. Yeah? If your mind is reflecting one, it's agitated. If it reflects the other, it's at peace. Yeah? Through the agitation. Amidst the agitation. You're not self-centered, which is always based on circumstances and situation. You're centered, which isn't based on any circumstances and situations. It's just the way it is. So for, to, look, to look for what you are, much better to see what you're not, I'm telling you. It'll just, it, may, it may change a lot of stuff. Maybe you'll be relieved of the need to be liberated, which is a great relief. <laughs> so you can just enjoy this Monday, not using it as a stepping stone to the mythical Monday when I finally wake up or whatever. Give me a break. You're being fooled once again. Yeah. So I always use this term, the act of identification as self. And some people, I've noticed when they talk to me, they still take self as a noun, yeah? So this act of identification as, act of identification as is the verb, and then self is the noun. No, it's a verb, act of identification as self. There is no self. That's why I use the term selfing. But there's an act, there's an, there's an act of identification as a self, Yeah? Now, when you're in that identification self, you will feel like you're doing the act of identification self. So I am identified as a self. <laughs> but no, the act of identification, that verb produces the sense of being the self. Or can. It can't produce it, but if you fall for it, you will produce it. Yeah? Your mind will produce it. So the act of identification as self has the ability to produce a sense of self. But it never produces a sense of self alone. It needs what it's appearing to to produce it. Yeah. Like in recovery, we use the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. So false evidence appearing real is based on to who it's appearing. Yeah. How could false evidence ever be real? It can't. But it can appear to be, to be real to what? What's real? Yeah. What's real can lend its reality to something that's false and have it seemingly real. Yeah, of course. The miracle says it in a beautiful way. You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forgot that we're dreaming the dream. We've, we forgot that we're the dreamer. And I'd like to add this one thing: How do we do that? Is that we're remembering that we're the dreamt object. We're taking ourselves to be a thing, and in that remembrance, we forget that we're the dreaming. Yeah. So we're the dreamer of this dream. 
we forgot that we're dreaming the dream, and in that forgetfulness, we give everything we've dreamt all the power to affect us as the dreamt object. Yeah, it cannot affect us as what we are, but as this, it can seemingly have a lot of effects. Yes. So when the dreamt object wants to get, wants to transcend the dream, it's a product of the dream. It can't leave what's producing it. So the dreaming is producing the dreamt object. The dream, the dreamt object can never transcend what's producing it. It only appears to exist in it. It only appears to exist in the dream. What happens is when you wake up, that dreamt tiger that was scaring the bejesus out of you doesn't scare the bejesus out of you anymore because once you realize you aren't so, you'll see that it ain't so. But to try to hold on that you're so and see everything as real won't work. Like Ramana Maharshi explained it in a beautiful way. He said, oh yeah, there are the people that are sitting in the auditorium watching the movie, and they realize the movie of life is totally fake, but they assume they're real, sitting there, noticing everything else is fake. Or like a lady called me once and says, oh, I've lost my ego, but everyone else's ego is driving me crazy. I said, no, no, no. You know? That's sort of like this. So here you are sitting in the auditorium thinking, oh, everything is real, I see through it. But you're assuming... That there's a someone seeing that, yeah? He says the circle's much bigger. The movie, the auditorium, you sitting in it is in the dream, yeah? This is always going to be the content. When you're aligned with this, you're always going to seemingly be the content. And this content's never going to leave the content and then transcend into the context because it only appears in the content. It's recognizing you are not that. There's no transcendence necessary. Because you don't have to go anywhere because you've never been anywhere to get out of. It's beautiful. It takes no time. And I'll tell you, some downloads, when the quality of no timeness is in it, that's a damn good indication you're on to something. Because the solution is not of time. In the solution, the problem is seen to be unreal. And when when you look at it from the problem, the selfing, there needs to be a solution. That's why we come to things like this, after everything else exhausted us, you know? <laughs> this is, Advaita is like the last non-house on the block. <laughs> it's still going to disappoint everyone who thinks they're on the street. <laughs> I feel like a non-self today. As a self. (laughs) I feel so free. (laughs) So this whole idea, like for me, was like a beautiful revelation when I realized why I, why I failed all the time was I was trying to get out of an imaginary place. <laughs> it wasn't I hadn't found the right way. Or I didn't have enough commitment or zeal. It had nothing to do with that. I can't leave an imaginary place. <laughs> and what so how much time would it take to leave an imaginary place? <laughs> None. Not at all. Yeah. How much time does it take to get out of what you've never been in? 
No time whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it just. I'm telling you, the influence of time is great here, huge. Yeah. The selfing is like an is a. It's like having a big hand on your back, your physical back. You're always being pushed from each moment to another moment with the hopes that the next moment will be better than the one you're in. Yeah? <laughs> always, always. It's an it's incessant drive. And just because everyone's being driven, you may not notice it, but it's sort of like uh, gravity. No one here went to a cafe today where people were complaining about the effects of gravity, probably. You know, having a latte... Oh, my shoulder, gravity is a little on me today, you know? No, we're so immersed in it, and it seems to be so constant, we don't know its effects. But if you went into an anti-gravity chamber, you would know the you would know what gravity was to you. Exactly, yeah? When there's a sense of the freedom from time, you'll see that it's like being caught in a current. You just want to walk out in the ocean, but you hit a current, and it just washes you down, yeah? It's like this force. You don't see it in the water, but it's happening in the water. And it's got a big movement, but you never see it. You just feel it, yeah? What would happen if you constantly felt it? You wouldn't be able to recognize it, yeah? If you were constantly being pushed, you wouldn't recognize it. But when it stopped, you would really recognize it by its absence. Then you would see the influence of time, man. But the solution has a timeless quality. When it breaks, it like it's when it breaks, it's like it's never not broken. Yeah, it's like in recovery we call it the pause. Something will happen, and there will be a pause where the selfing will stop, but something continues. That's what you are. That's the original face of Zen. It's no face at all. What's happening is conscious contact is occurring. Consciousness moving through this apparatus, producing a contact with things. Yeah. And there's an awareness of that. I would say you and I are the awareness of that I am, of consciousness moving through the body. Yeah? And then after, 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 in time, a mental process arises and produces this, this idea of being a someone. Yeah? And then the mind takes itself to be that, and then all of the faculties, all the feeling now, get co-opted to reinforce the idea of being the feeler. All the thoughts are now using are used to reinforce the idea of being the thinker. All the seeing is now u- is used to facilitate the idea of being the fe- seer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet, before that, prior to that, the conscious contact, prior to that was the awareness, and then the conscious contact and the awareness of that, and then a mental process claiming the conscious contact. It cannot claim the awareness because it has no fucking idea of the awareness. Because it's so immersed in the awareness, that mental process, it can't recognize it. But it can recognize the movement of consciousness, and it claims to be the one who's moving, the one who's seeing, the one who's feeling. And that's where the seeming slavery begins and is reinforced in time. And there is a solution. Ramana Maharshi would say it, and I think Nizagadatta says it. Just get to rest in that sense of I am, which is the awareness of consciousness, having contact, and rest there. Yeah. Once you find it, one time maybe you're placed in it, something happens and it occurs to you, then the mind won't forget that. Yeah. And then the mind will start lending it, start, maybe will start turning 
away from all the inten- all the interest giving and attention to what's not happening, and now will reflect what's going on, and there you can find rest. Yeah, you'll have a sense of presence. You'll feel it, the onness that we are, and then you'll get a sense of the awareness of that, like a giant contextual ball around that activity of consciousness. I would say that's our original face, and it's available right now. How could it not be? It's the mother and father of right now. And for me, it just breaks, you know, for, like, on a dog shit level, it will just allow us to travel lighter. And really, that's what you're looking for. You may call it enlightenment or thing, but if you had a contentment and satisfaction, you'd give up all the symbols and all the words, and you would just rest in that, which is revealing itself. Not in a word or a symbol, but in an actuality. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And rest begets more rest. How could it not? Yeah. This is like a nuclear reactor in this room, eh? It really starts cooking. I like it. Have you ever heard stuff in your head? You hear music or something with vibrations? Maybe it's tightness, titness or whatever, but you hear vibrations? And the vibrations are obvious before any other sound that you hear, yeah? And they're actually more constant in your breath. If that's occurring, rest there. Yeah? Whatever. What you're looking, maybe looking for, is something that's constant, something that's always available at all times. Obviously, things that are temporal don't really satisfy us, literally, yeah? We lose interest in them. But I would say, if if you uh, shopped at the timeless store, (laughs) you may come out with nothing, and you'll realize you went in with nothing. And that's the biggest something of all. Really. <laughs> you'll be freed of looking because you'll be seeing. <laughs> and you'll realize that's what I was looking for. <laughs> well, that's that, eh? Any questions today? We could just sit here too. It's nice, juicy, the quiet. But I don't like to get too indulgent in that, because then people start thinking there's something again. <laughs> I'm feeling this. No, you're not. <laughs> it's just this is what's happening. Any questions? I gotta thank you. Oh, that's nice. you're welcome, man. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it's just an invitation, yeah, to me. It's just a mess. It's just an invitation. It's like a spiritual subpoena. You've been served, basically. And, you know, you'll be called into the court of light where usually your head calls you into the court of mind, and you've been convicted there, really. You've been convicted a long time ago. But in the court of light, everything gets annulled. Yeah? A freedom that was always so, becomes so, seemingly so to you. 
And it's amazing when what is so becomes seemingly so to you, because it really delivers the goods. <laughs> can you imagine if you're giving everything the meaning it has, and you can make something that's false appear to be real? Can you imagine if you turn that onto what's real? You know, you've been making mountains out of molehills. You've been making, you've been making things that are, are not real seem surreal. That same uh, that same quality. There's nowhere to turn, but we'll symbolize it. Turning there and allowing and lending that reality that you can make to the reality that is. Find out, you know, find out. Yeah. Actually, um, I kind of had this thread through the whole thing, but um, that makes something that I. It seems. It, it's that, too, though. Mm-hmm. That experience is that, too, even though, it, you know, I mean, yeah, you're turning. See that it's that, but it's that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not not that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah. Seems, it seems to me there's this thing that uh, it's all inclusive, too, that it's not not that. It's that, it's that. Well, a lot of times you want to use, because of the dualistic expression, yeah. you play one to the other. Yeah? So you negate one. And then the other gets negated, and then it's like that. Instead of going from there and then and deeming something as the one, question the two-ness, yeah? When the two-ness gets weakened, then you realize there is no oneness either. That's all there is, yeah? But a lot of times, two, two is too big to fit into one. <laughs> Seriously, yeah? So I like to go at it and negate both of the expressions, and so that you're left with nothing just has a bigger effect on you. And you can't make anything out of it, which I really liked. Because my mind stride <laughs> for the first few years. It did. I remember when I first heard this message, and I, I'd, be, uh, my, I'd be at my house in Australia, and then my girlfriend would come home, and I didn't wash the dishes, and she said, Paul, why didn't you wash the dishes? I said, there is no Paul. <laughs> And she'd go, fuck that, <laughs> wash the dishes, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was great, man. <laughs> I got Zen bitch slapped quite a lot. <laughs> so sometimes you enter it when I, what happens is, like, if you hear this message, this happened with me, of course, what's going to grab it is what you're not, yeah? It's going to claim it as being the one who heard the message. And then it's going to try to use it for what it, what it seems to be valuable, like getting out of stuff and stuff like that, yeah? And then a lot of times I watch people, they're really gung-ho and they hear this, but then they leave after a few months, you know? Because it's, it's not juicy enough. The mind gets bored, the mental condition gets bored. And if they would just stay on the operating table, yeah, and don't, ta- and don't get up and don't play doctor, just be the sort of supposed patient, more and more will be revealed, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. When all the like the fireworks and all the tinsel is you know fades, that's, that's in that ordinariness. There's a huge possibility. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Hmm? Yeah. You all right? Yes. We can end. Oh, who are you talking about? <laughs> 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 Ha, ha, ha.